So believe it or not, it is the Jim Rome Show, but it is the Jim Rome Show hosted by Jim Rome. I know, wild, right? Great to be here. What's going on? Welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome. It is the Jim Rome Show. I am back. I did bust out midweek, and the reason I did bust out midweek was not to, quote, give myself a couple of days off, but I had some ex-related business in New York City. So now I am back. That went great. Super excited about that. But now I'm back. So let's go ahead and get it. Hit me up. Telephone number is toll free. I know that when I made the announcement before I left, a number of you said, well, hey, Rome, if you're not here on Thursday, what about that beef segment? Can we have it on Friday? And the answer is yes. So we do have a beef segment today. Lots to get done today. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. Start dialing. The beef segment is in hour number three. No need to line up for that just yet. But keep that in mind. Top of hour number three will beef at that point. 1-800-636-8686. Call me before the end of the week. Go into the weekend strongly. I need to hear from you. If you want to hit me up on the X... Go ahead and do so at Jim Rome. I saw their offices in New York City. Dang. Nice. Really nice. Had a really good day. I did one of my New York turnarounds back in the day when I was on the NFL Today on CBS. I used to fly out Saturday morning, do that show on Sunday, turn around and come right back. I did that same thing. Midweek, though. But had some really quality time with the folks there in their offices. Appeared on a panel. It was a good day. Really good day. So coming up at, I'll give, I'll give you more of that later on. Coming up at 9.40, these are Pacific Times. I am back on Pacific Time. Coming up at 9.40, a draft analyst for NFL Media, Bucky Brooks, breaks down the combine. What we've seen so far and what we're going to see this weekend, Bucky Brooks, 9.40. In fact, we'll go back to back. He's at 9.40, top of our number two, Jalen Suggs, a guard for the Orlando Magic. Love that guy. They are playing well. Man, they are hot. The Magic are red hot. One of the most improved teams in the NBA, and they are playing really good ball right now. And then the What's Your Beef segment at the top of hour number three. I've got an ATP, which I'll mix in there. And I want to reset a podcast that I pushed out before I left. Steve Mariucci. I had not talked to Moosh in a number of years. I mean, like years. So it was great to get caught up with him. So now I'm just going to ask you, what are you waiting on? Call me right now with anything you want. one 8686 Now, where I want to start is with something that's a little bit different. I mean, it is and it's not. It's different in the sense that you know that if I'm hyping a player from a team that is once again in line, hunting ping pong balls in the upcoming lottery, then you know there's something special. You know there's something really different. If I'm hyping that guy and I'm starting the show with that guy and they're still hunting ping pong balls, something went down. And no, I'm not talking about the pool party in D.C. And no, I'm not talking about the abomination that is the Detroit Pistons. An abomination. No, what I'm talking about, and you probably know this by now, if you were watching last night, I'm talking about the San Antonio Spurs and Wemby. Victor Wembenyama. Wemby is insane. I mean, this guy's incredible, straight up. For all of you out there 
They were talking that talk and that junk about the big fella at the beginning of the season. I hope you enjoyed it all then because you all now officially have egg on your face because this cat has arrived. This cat has arrived and he's getting better on the nightly. San Antonio, how in the hell are you all living right now? I already know the answer. You're all living like absolute bosses this morning. Because last night in San Antonio, the first game in front of Spurs fans in 26 days, Wemby got the better of fellow Rookie of the Year candidate Chet Holmgren and Chet's OKC Thunder. The latest round in this brand new and really pretty bitchin' rivalry goes to Wemby. And what a night that was. I mean, dude filled up the box score only as he can. And then he showed the world his versatility down the stretch when he iced the game. Check this out. I've got a number of plays that I want to point to, but check this out. Spurs up six. Three and a half minutes to play. Plenty of time on the shot clock. No rush. Plenty of time on the shot clock. And this dude is ice cold and damn near goes logo with it. Uh, even when Victor fumbles the ball, he still gets something good out of it. He fires. He scores! <laughs> I mean, you have to see it to fully appreciate it. It sounded pretty good. If you have not seen the video, find it right now. I mean, that three bomb is freaking incredible. Damn near from the logo. This dude just... Knocking him down from long, long, long range. Then, if that were a one-off, that'd be one thing, but it wasn't. Then, two possessions later, the big fella takes a kick out, and he hits another three ball. Here's Vassell. Back to Victor. Another three. Get out of here! Oh, my goodness! (laughs) That was from Paris, Texas. It was. Seven foot four and knocking down three bombs from Paris, Texas. That's two for you. That's two for you. Two threes in less than 90 seconds that extended the Spurs lead to 127-118 over a very good Thunder team. Honestly, I have never seen anything like it. No one has ever seen anything like it. And the reason for that is it's never been done. There's never been a dude like this guy. It's not even hyperbole. Have you ever seen a seven foot four cat step that far out and knock in balls long range like that? That's not all. That's like, this guy's not some novelty act. That's no parlor trick. This cat is all worldly and versatile as hell. Not only is he dropping bombs from the logo, But he runs the floor, he gets back, and then he makes one of the most incredible plays you'll ever see on that end. Again, doing all of this as a 7'4'er. Chet had the ball. Chet is 7'1". Dude attempts a step back, but that bleep did not work against Wemby at all. 28 for Victor Wembenyama. Holmgren trying to answer. He is stuffed at I mean, like a little kid. Like a little kid. I saw it last night. I watched it again this morning like 50 times. I couldn't stop watching it. And 
I've seen it 50 times, and I still can't believe that guy did that guy like that. Like, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that dude did that. I'm just going to embrace my inner Darko before you all do and say, how is that possible? That's outrageous. How is that possible? Completely BS. This is shame. Well, it's not shame, but it is completely BS. It's completely stupid. It's completely BS. How is that possible? That's outrageous. It was outrageous. Go find that clip, too. But the reason it's possible, because that dude's Godzilla. And Godzilla is apparently, evidently, the only human on the earth who can block the seven-foot-one King Kong in Chet. Like, how long is this dude? I feel like Wemby can be standing on earth and reach up and touch the sun. Like, that was some pro working at a basketball camp with a bunch of little kids. Except Chet is no little kid. He's 7-1 and a Rookie of the Year candidate. And Wemby just swats that bleep like it's nothing. And he's nonchalant as hell while he's doing it. Spurs, 132. Thunder, 118. And the tail of the tape between these two future stars was really excellent, actually. Chet's line was nice. It wasn't like he got shut down. Chet got his. 23, 7, 5, and a block. He got nice. He got his. But Wemby got historic. For real. He became the first player in the history of the NBA to have at least 25 points, 10 boards, 5 assists, 5 blocks, and 5 bleeping threes. Wemby with the dub right there and on the scoreboard. And then if that weren't enough. If that weren't enough, then after the game, he gives the fans exactly what they want. He gives the fans what they want all night long during the game. And then once it's over and it's time to have that post-game interview, he does it again. He let his fans know exactly how much he missed them and all of this, quote, bleep afterwards. I miss this. Quote, first thing out of his mouth, quote, I missed this bleep. I missed this I mean, this dude is exactly, exactly what Ears Association needs as the future face of the NBA. You know, a guy who actually loves ball, a guy who actually loves playing, a guy who actually loves the fans, a guy who's not jaded, a guy who, quote, missed this bleep. I missed this Listen, time will tell. He's still young. I'm not saying that he is yet the face of the league. Not yet. Not today. But man, that day is coming. That day is coming fast. Check out this tweet from OPTA Stats. It reads, quote, Only one player in NBA history has had, over the course of his entire career, same month or not, quote, 50-plus assists in a month, 45-plus blocks in a month, 25-plus threes made in a month, 20-plus steals in a month. That one player is Wemby. He did it all in February at age 20. At the start of the month, uh, full stop, that guy did that already. Nobody had ever done that. He's already done it at 20. At the start of the month, Chet was favored to win the Rookie of the Year. Those odds right now, Wemby minus 1,400. 
In other words, you have to put up 1400 bucks to make 100 bucks. Not good. Well, I mean, a sure thing for him, but not good for you. And yes, I'm well aware, Thunder fan. Wemby can have his trophy as your Thunder Chase, the only one that matters in the Larry O, as your squad is currently number two in the Western Conference. I get it. I love. Part of the reason I'm so hyped on Wemby and what he did last night is because I love the Thunder. I love the Thunder. I love that nucleus. I love that roster. But last night was about Wemby. So give the young man some bleeping credit. Credit. For real. Credit. As myself and Spurs fan, we love that bleep. Love that bleep. Love that dude. I miss this I'm telling you, I love this dude. I love this dude. If he stays healthy. And before you say to me, hey, Rome, did you just crawl out from under a rock? Where have you been all year? That's not, that's not even the point. What he did last night was above and beyond what he's been doing all year. The guy was absolutely amazing. If he stays healthy, look to bleep out with some luck and some health. You've already found your next savior, San Antonio. It's incredible how lightning strikes again for that franchise. And by the way, and this dude, this might be sacrilegious. I'm going to catch myself before I say it. But before it's all said and done, before he's done, you know he's going right up there with the best to ever play there. And some of the best to ever play the game ever have played there. I've just never seen a dude that big do the types of things that he does on the regular as a 20-year-old. Spurs fans, where the hell are you? For how many years did we talk Spurs basketball on this show only to stop? And how many years has it been since we did talk Spurs basketball on this show? (laughs) You know who dodged a scud? Jarrah Attrick. If not for Wemby going off the way Wemby did last night, I would have been all about Jarrah Attrick and that paternity test that he continues to dodge. Hey, Jarrah, why don't you just admit that that's your daughter? All she ever wanted, well, aside from money, all she ever wanted was to call you Pa. Why won't you let her? Stuck your finger in the wrong hole. I'll catch myself. I'm thinking the same thing you all are hearing that. Pa. Anyway, I would have led with that, but Wemby was just too good. 1 800 636 8686. Why don't you get up in here, call the program, and if you don't like that topic or you want another topic, hit me up. Be proactive. Don't lay out. Don't sit back. Don't wait for me to say what I'm going to say so you can react. Be proactive with it. Be aggressive. Set your own agenda. What do you want to talk about? I do want to talk about Jarrah and this paternity test. <laughs> Too much. Even for that guy. In addition to that, we will talk about the Combine. I've got Bucky Brooks coming up. Jalen Suggs, top of the hour. We're talking magic basketball. Hey, Philly fan, I would ask you how you're living, but I already know. Not well. Not well at all. Not given the fact that they ripped your favorite promotion ever. Not given the fact that they ripped my favorite promotion ever, and I've never even participated. But I did talk about it a year ago. 
I'm talking about Dollar Dog Night. A Phillies organization, far be it for me to tell you how to run your business. I don't want anybody telling me how to run my business, so I shouldn't tell you how to run your business. But the hell are you thinking? How do you let them have the best thing ever and then take it away and think that it's going to be okay? And think that, oh, no, hey, it's cool. We're not actually taking it away. Well, we are, but it's not like we're not giving you something of equal value, namely two-for-one night, to which I'm sure Philly fan responded with, you think you had a problem during dollar dog night? Wait till you see how big of a problem it begins now that you have ripped dollar dog night. It's a bad idea. I would not have done that. I mean, in theory, you probably shouldn't have done it in the first place. Do you not know your fan base? What do you think they're going to do with hot dogs that cost a buck? Eat them? Not if the team doesn't show up. And how does the team not show up on dollar dog night? Everything about this is so wrong. You take the promotion away, a promotion they love. The team gets their brains beaten in on dollar dog night. What do you think they'll do with those dogs? Eat them? Hell no, they're going to weaponize them. And they did. And now you're saying, oh, that's why you can't have nice things. First of all, dogs are not nice things. Hot dogs. Hot dogs are not nice things. So don't say you can't have nice things. Not only did you give them nice things, you gave them nice things for a dollar. Of course they weaponize those dogs. Now you wait. Now you wait. Now that you're taking that away, wait and see what they weaponize. Now they're going to come with their flashlights, empty them out, and weaponize D-cells. I would imagine being hit in the head with a dog, a hot dog, is probably not the best thing, but it's a hell of a lot better than getting hit in the head with a D-cell. Hot dogs do not create brain damage. D-cells might. Hot dogs do not create CTE. D-cells, D-cells might. Hot dogs do not concuss people or put them in the protocol. But empty, tomahawked, gray goose bottles do. What are you doing, Philly's organization? It wasn't broke. It is now. What else? I do want to hit the combine. More on that. And I've got the beef segment coming up at the top of hour number three. Hey, whatever you do, do me a favor. Don't lay out and just wait for us to do all the work. We will. But I'm looking for you to be a part of this thing. All right? It's a couple of days away from the program. Midweek. Get back up in here. What do you want to talk about? Once again, one 636 8686 That is your phone number. So that beef segment is coming up in hour number three. Never too soon for me to ask you the question. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Why don't we start with the fact that you got a family-run business. A very well-run family-run business. A family business which is all about that one thing, quality, and producing the world's finest beef jerky. That's what they're locked in on. That is their mission. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, not close. There's Old Trapper, and then there's everybody else. That's just the way it is. 
That's just the way it is. And find out for yourself. Why don't you check it out by buying a bag, looking right through their iconic Clearview package, so you know exactly what you're buying. They do that by intention. It's on purpose. Every single bite of old trapper is tender. It's never tough. And the reason for that, they do not skimp. They use only the best ingredients from their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke. Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite. Also intentional. There are four different flavors. They're all amazing. Grab and go with a 4-ounce bag or just load it up with the 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for everybody. If you don't see it, and you will, you always will. But if you don't, make sure you ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome. Hey, do me a favor. Get your phone out and search for the Prize Picks app. It's on my phone right now. By the way, I don't want to be that guy, but I had a big win. I'm going to be real with you. Man, it felt so good. It felt so good. It's on my phone right now. In fact, it's on the phone of everybody working on the other side of the glass and on the program. The XR4TI is down. Thank you, Albie. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. 3 million for me. And this is what I like best about it. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Truth is, I never even played daily fantasy sports until I found this app. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it is just you against the numbers. That's why I didn't do it before. I didn't want to get into it with the sharks. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's just you against the numbers. You have just one job, pick more or less on two to six players and their daily stat projections. I love that model. You can now win up to 100 times, 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Turn $10 into $1,000. Quick withdrawals and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stats. That's Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app right now. Use my code ROME, R-O-M-E, for a first deposit match of up to $100. $100. Who does that? That's the code Rome on Prize Picks for a deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It is that easy. You do have to be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Hey, take advantage of that promotion. By the way, they did it for me even. I logged in. There was the money. Bam. Went to work. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Let's see here. Some reaction quickly. And I've got Bucky Brooks coming up at 40 past the hour. Liz in Falls City. Quote, Broham, I promise you that Wemby loves the breakfast tacos and churros here in San Antonio. That's what's up here. Just ask Charles Barkley. Hashtag fat. Them churros good. <laughs> I see why they got all those big old women down <laughs> Liz, I'm not really sure where you were going with that. War lady clones. Honestly. I mean, just a drive-by on Chuck. I just did a whole open where I gave you... Anyway. Anyway, Liz, whatever. Welcome back. Hey, Tan Man. I got a lot of that in New York. If you think I'm tan in California, man, I am tan as hell in New York. 
People were stopping me like, yo, bro, <laughs> what's going on? You, you been out in the sun? You been under a lamp? I'm like, no, I'm just tan man. This is just the way I am. But even more so in New York, in the rain than in Cali. <laughs> hey, tan man, give yourself a tongue for that spot on take rant about Wemby. You're asking about where Spurs fan is. They live in San Antonio. Spurs fan is either sitting at home, unemployed, or going to their crappy jobs, getting ready for their exciting Friday night at Chili's or Olive Garden. Mario Hello, friend. in SF, War San Antonio being the Bakersfield of Texas. You know what? In a way, I'm going to say I'm here for it, Mario. Hey, San Antonio, I'm here for that. He didn't take a run at me. He took a run at you. So are you going to sit back and take that from that guy? From that guy in that town. Quote, you're asking about where Spurs fan is. First of all, I love the way he says, give yourself a tongue for that spot on take. You didn't like that take, Mario. You don't even think that take was good. You know how I know, Mario? Because you don't like anything, dude. You don't like anything. I've read your content. All you liked about that was me setting you up to go in on Spurs fan and say, quote, you're asking about where Spurs fan is. They live in San Antonio. Spurs fan is either sitting at home, unemployed, or going to their crappy jobs, getting ready for their exciting Friday night at Chili's or Olive Garden. War San Antonio being the Bakersfield of Texas. Mario, there are so many things wrong with that. First of all, quote, War San Antonio being the Bakersfield of Texas. That suggests that there's something wrong with Baco. And there's not. Eh, right there. And what do you mean? How do you know they're unemployed or sitting at home and getting ready for an exciting Friday night at Joey's or Olive Garden? Dude, have you ever been to San Antonio? I mean, maybe, I guess. Go down the river walk. Don't get so jacked up that you fall in. Listen, dude, if you're coming to this show to crack on San Antonio, you obviously know nothing about this show. This show has deep, deep, deep roots with San Antonio. Deep bleeping roots with San Antonio. San Antonio is one of the most important jungle markets ever for so many different reasons. So I'm going to allow it because I'm going to allow it. But I'm not going to say that I condone it because I don't condone it. Mario, dude, your new gloss should be negative, condescending bag in SF. Not Mario in SF. Negative, condescending bag in SF. Because all you do is come in here and crack on everybody and everything. I never know exactly what it is you're going to be negative about or condescending towards. I just know you're going to be negative and condescending towards something. And that it's going to be from you. Like whenever I see the tone of the text, or I should say the email, I'm like, oh, that's got to be from Mario. And then I'll get to the bottom of it. Yep, Mario and SF. Yo, bro. Frisco is a pretty nice place. Not as nice as you make it sound, though. Because you make it sound like it's the only place in the world that matters. Not that. It's fine. It's all right. Apparently, it's not what it used to be. 
finally, really quickly, at UCLA Dodger Frank. Hey, Jim, I hope you got everything you wanted from meeting with X Brass. New studio? X gone, give it to you. X go, give it to you. Pay raise? X gonna give it to you. X go, give it to you. Let me tell you something. I've, I've seen a lot of reaction to our decision to go there. A lot of you have no idea what that's about. And I'll get into it as I get closer. But if you think, <laughs> if you think that I just signed on the line that is dotted and that Elon himself pushed a piece of paper across the desk for me to sign and said, hey, hey, Rome, fill in the amount. Some of you are acting like that. That's not the way business is done. Nor is this the reason. Matt in SLO writes, congrats on your X-related business. I had X-related business once, too. Signed, Kareem. Hashtag, what is X? The five movie ratings in the United States are NC-17, R, PG, PG-13, and this one. Kareem. What is X? No. Nice try with that. You went in the wrong direction. Yes, you did. We were looking for Carl and Prescott writes. We also have X-related business. Signed, Chatsworth, Kareem, Chatsworth, Van Eyes. The platform is X, not triple X. One X. The show is moving. The digital version of the show, the video version of the show is moving to the X platform, not Pornhub. Stop confusing X with triple X. All right, when we come back, we will have an adult conversation. We'll talk Combine. Bucky Brooks joins me next. Not that kind of adult conversation. What is X? No. No, Kareem, not what is X. Incorrect, Kareem. Here is your Bomb of the Hour Sports Update. Here's Andrew Bogish. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. All right, so let's go back to back with interviews. After that, phone lines are wide open. Again, nationwide, 1-800-636-8686. Also in Canada, but right now we are joined by a draft analyst for NFL Media. He's also co-host of the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah. He was a second-round draft pick in the 1994 draft of the Buffalo Bills. He played five years in the NFL. NFL Network has over 50 hours of coverage of the NFL Scouting Combine this week. Live coverage of the on-field drills continuing today at 3 p.m. Eastern. Bucky Brooks joins us. Bucky, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for making time. Bucky, how you living? Man, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, bro. It's always good to have you on. Thanks. Appreciate you doing it. You know what? Let me start with the quarterbacks only because, well, they're quarterbacks, but Caleb Williams, Bucky, said that he, we know he probably will be the first one off the board, but he's not going to participate in medical testing at the Combine. I mean, I'm not trying to make a thing out of that, but I mean, is he that much of a lock? Is he that far ahead of everybody else that he doesn't have to do that? Uh, I can't say he's that, that much ahead of everybody, but I, I think it really depends on is he that far ahead of everybody on Chicago 
Chicago's board. The one thing that Caleb Williams has the luxury of is kind of knowing that he will be the number one overall pick. And so that gives you the, the, the leeway to do some of the things that he's doing in terms of not working out, electing not to take you know the medical testing and those things. There's been a buzz in the past about players, you know, they kind of give of themselves up here. You know, they work out without kind of protections in terms of insurance. They do all this medical stuff and kind of open up their, their life and their bodies and their, their, their health situation to these teams without any guarantee of anything coming back to them. And so it's a bit of a non-traditional approach. Um, but it's one where he has kind of the leverage and the sway to be able to take that stand. Right. I think it's really interesting what you just said. So is that a Caleb Williams thing, or do you think that might be changing and we might see more of that going forward, or is it just a matter of whether or not you have that kind of leverage? No, I think it's, it's a thing that is that may be a bigger issue going forward. Because remember, uh, I think DeMarcus Smith used to talk about the combine, and I think he almost would be kind of discouraging guys to work out and do all of the testing and all of the other stuff that – you know, teams have, have always taken prospects through because you got to remember some of these guys won't get drafted. They're doing a lot of stuff, and they kind of assume all of the risks when it comes to working out at their pro days, working out at Indy. If something goes awry, um, unless they have their own provided insurance, like they're, they're kind of up against it. So there has been kind of like this little conversation where people are saying, well, why are prospects giving of themselves? You've seen them play the game. Why do you need all of this other stuff to help you make the decisions on whether you whether a player to join your team or not? Right, Bucky, like that one argument that used to be made that I always thought was kind of funny but probably true. You know, these guys, the teams, before they invest this kind of money, they want to know what they're getting medically. So they're pulling and they're tugging and they're, you know, I mean, they're doing everything they can to make these, to make sure they're getting a sound investment. I would have players say, man, I wasn't hurt before I got there, but after three days of every doctor doing what they did to me, I probably am hurt now. <laughs> no, it's funny. So going back to that, like quickly, uh, you talked about all the other stuff, the, the, the testing and the, the poking and prodding and those things. But I do remember, because I found it here online, DeMar Smith did share a desire to abolish the combine and put on regional pro days that were put on by the PA. And he, he did that because he compared uh, the combine to a slave auction where all those things were, you know, the bodies are just kind of trotted in. They kind of do all the testing and you know, like there's an inhumane feeling to some portions of the combine. That was his point. And so there has been those conversations, and maybe, I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is picking up the torch to carry that, um, I guess, that, that, that debate on, but there is something interesting to when a prospect takes a stand and says, yeah, no, I don't need to do this. Like, either you pick me or you don't, but I'm good. But also remember this, Caleb Williams made a lot of money in NIL. You know, and so with the money that you may have behind you comes the freedom to maybe take some stands that others couldn't. Maybe this is like one of the first, I would say, long-term impacts of NIL and how it's impacting not only college, but impacting prospects as they begin to think about their NFL futures. You know, it's, it's funny. We're talking about this just kind of generically without getting into any of the other guys, but it's so interesting. Really quickly, about the NIL, there's been different reports. How much do you think he made the last couple of years in NIL money? Do you have any idea? I don't have any idea. Now, I've read the reports because I know some reports had it upwards of $12 million that he might have made from six different sponsorships and those things. That seems like a lot, but I don't, I don't know. I did know that people have talked about he had a posh little – apartment in Beverly Hills that he didn't lack for anything when it came to money and, and rightfully so he was a Heisman Trophy winner he's playing on a big stage we all know 
USC and LA. And when you're a star at SC, it's like being a star uh, in an NFL uh, for an NFL team in most NFL cities. Maybe he did make a ton of money, and with that money does come a lot of freedom and independence. Uh, to kind of dance to the beat of your own drum. You beat, you bet, Bucky Brooks joining us. Bucky, what about the quarterbacks right beneath him? You got Drake May, you got Jaden Daniels, also projected as top five picks, or seem to be, before people start to poke holes in May's game and tape. How much separation do you have between those two in your evaluation? Which do you prefer? So right now I have Jaden Daniels over top of Drake May. I would say they're close. Uh, the difference in Drake May and Daniels and Williams he didn't have the season that those guys had. Um, by all accounts, his 2022 was unbelievable. He's one of six players in college football history to have 4,000 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 600 rushing yards, and seven rush TDs. The only other guys to do that were Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota. Those were the guys that we're talking about that he was in that conversation. Last year, he didn't have that kind of season. And so people are just a little down on him because he doesn't have a signature game. He was a little erratic when it came to, like, some of the playmaking and decisions that he's made. But I think people need to understand, he didn't play two years of, co- he didn't play two years of ball. He missed his senior year of high school due to COVID. He was a backup behind Sam Howell as a freshman. And then he played the last two seasons. His best football is down the road because he's just getting back to playing football. It's a difference than what Jaden Daniels did in playing 55 career starts, five years in college, seeing the number of different situations and things that he's seen as a fifth-year player. That's different. And he played really well this year, obviously winning the Heisman Trophy. The difference is he's a dual threat that really popped as an A-plus thrower and runner. That's really the separation between Daniels and May. But I would say it's not a big separation between the two. Bucky Brooks joining us. Bucky, before you go, what about J.J. McCarthy, who is kind of an enigma in the sense that, I mean, he's a winner to be sure. We know that. But he wasn't asked to do nearly as much as some of the other guys we're talking about right now. So how do you project him on the next level? What's your evaluation of him? I really like him. I really like him because in a day and time where like four- and five-star quarterbacks do not go to programs that are run-first programs. He decided to go to Michigan because he wanted to play for Jim Harbaugh. He decided to go all-in to win. And his look, his, his calling card, his selling card is, we want a lot of games with me at the quarterback. So whoever you are as a team, when you look at that, look, this is a guy that already understands the, the sacrifice that might be needed to win games at a high level. It doesn't have to be about him. It can be about the team. When you look at the tape, the tape suggests that he has all the tools that you look for. Big-time arm talent, great athlete, IQ, intangibles, leadership ability. He has all of that. He just has a small sample size of kind of being the guy that puts the offense on his back. Just because we haven't seen it or haven't seen a lot of it doesn't mean that he can't do it. The run-up to the draft will be an opportunity for him to sell and convince teams that he can do it. But I also think he might be the quarterback and that, that – is best suited to do the Jordan Love route, maybe sit for a year or two, kind of let the game kind of develop on the practice field, and then allow him to be a starting quarterback. That might be the best situation for J.J. McCarthy, and really maybe even Drake May, too. Hmm. So finally, what about the fact that we know it's a passing league, so we know how critical it is to get to the quarterback. How deep, then, is this draft at the critical position of edge rusher? So it doesn't feature a star like a Miles Garrett where you can say, hey, this guy is going to come in the league and take, come to the league and take the league by storm. But there's some really good guys at the top of the board. 
So Dallas Turner from Alabama is in the conversation. Layatu Latu from UCLA is in the conversation. Jared Burst from Florida State. Those are the top three. And stylistically, it depends on if you want a power rusher like Turner, you want a speed and explosive runner with polish like Latu, or a guy that's really an explosive get-off player like Burst. Any of those guys can come. That's why I would expect them to come off the board really quickly. And then the guy that jumps into the conversation, not quite with them, but after a big combine and, I would say, impressive flashes, Chop Robinson from Penn State started the combine when he ran 4-4-8. You then look at his tape and see the explosiveness and the traits. There's some team that's going to gamble on his traits and upside just because it's rare to find an athlete uh, with that kind of uh, – and prototypical dimensions. Man, the big man was moving. He was moving yesterday. NFL Network's got over 50 hours of coverage of the NFL Scouting Combine this week. Live coverage of the on-field drills continue at 3 p.m. Eastern today. Bucky Brooks, draft analyst, breaking it all down for us. Bucky, really appreciate you. Great job as always. And always good to have you on the show, Bucky. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Mark. Good talking to you, dude, always. Love Bucky, love DJ both. These two dudes are so good. All right, so that's a good look at the quarterbacks and some of the others. Scouting Combine continuing from Indy. All right, so I mentioned we were going to go back-to-back interviews. So you know what we'll do? We'll go back-to-back interviews. San Antonio, if you want to clap back on Mario in Frisco, you go right ahead. I'm here for it. I'm not going to defend San Antonio because I don't need to. I told you how important San Antonio has been to me in the show. But he didn't take a run at me or my town. He took a run at you. Are you just going to sit back? Are you just going to lay back and let that guy in Frisco do you like that? I mean, fine if you are. I've got Jalen Suggs coming up. Next segment, a guard for the Orlando Magic. You remember him from Gonzaga. Incredible athlete. They're having a really nice year. The Magic are really intriguing to me. Some great young talent. And they're coming fast. The beef segment is at the top of hour number three. Man, that first hour was smooth and easy. That's nice. Ah, Alvin, I did forget the decky, yeah, didn't I? We'll get that in soon. Stay tuned.